0: With the unbelievable podcast, I am BJ Riddle back here with my guy Drew Mahold. And today, well, we've got all kinds of stuff happening in Minnesota, and that's kind of how the NFL offseason works. You go from making up stuff for content to uh, coming into a flurry of it where there's really not enough hours, minutes, time in general uh, to go over all of it in depth. So, uh, with the flurries of f- free agency and kind of with the you know subsequent rumors and whatnot. Uh, We're just kind of going to cover it on the fly, discuss what's happened so far, the situation the Vikings have put themselves in, and what kind of mode they're moving into. Um, You know, some of these moves in the last couple of days suggest rebuild, some of them kind of you know, suggest reload. Um, there's also some rumors floating with Daniil Hunter that could really blow things up in one direction or another. Uh, so there's a lot of moving pieces here. And so that's our job here today is to give you um, more information in a fun way about those moving chess pieces that um, are happening as we speak. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, May 15th at about 345 Central Time, meaning that uh, the free agent tampering period opened about four hours, give or take ago. Uh, so if something happens, we'll talk about that but until then uh we'll kind of get back uh get back to you know there's a lot of the moves that have been happening over the last couple of weeks here and some of the moves that may be happening um in the next few days hours etc so that's the game plan for today's show uh we'll see where it heads and uh, we'll see how long this thing lasts so um let's jump right into it so since the last time that we spoke it's been about two weeks uh because i was coming home from arizona um, a lot has happened just transactionally uh the release of kyle rudolph He's officially no longer a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Some of these things we thought would happen and knew were going to happen um, like that. A um, little more, others are a little more shocking. Riley Reef officially released, uh, freeing up nearly $12 million in cap space. Uh, you've also got the restructures of the punter, which doesn't sound like much. But, um, you know, when you cut Dan Bailey, then, you know, you're doing something with the punter. Uh, it end, ends up, the difference in salary ends up being about $4 million between those two guys alone. Um, and then Just significant, of- I mean, that
1: can be significant given the, where the Vikings right, have exactly. been cap wise. So that's your draft class almost getting quit down. And it seemed like he was uh, it was it was a team friendly type of situation where he kind of wanted to be in Minnesota, which is kind of interesting uh, from a punter perspective, given how uh, special teamers uh, at specialists have worked out in Minnesota over the years um, that he you know, wanted to be there. But then, you know, the big one, too, is Anthony Barr. Uh, that was I believe today actually was the official terms on that. I know. They were working towards it for a few days, and finally got to it where um, essentially, you know, the the final two years, so 2022 and 2023 of his deal are voided. So basically, he's on a one-year deal for 2021 now, and can hit free agency when uh, it seems like there will be a big spike in the uh, salary cap, and so I think a lot of guys. Are looking for, uh, you know, maybe some mid to upper tier free agents are looking for a one year deal to right. get playing time this year, get a spot, and then really go back at free agency next year. So I think Barr was able to do that. So he's kind of giving up a little bit of some money, but uh, with the expectation for him anyway that he's going to get paid again next year.
0: Yeah. That's super interesting because there was a anonymous source quote floating around. I mean, give or take, you know, take what you want with anonymous sources, but there was a wide receiver in free agency that was specifically hunting for that one year deal. And Drew's right. I mean, right now there's less, you know, we went over this, what, basically the last time we talked, that salary cap has never gone down before with exception to uh, when the NFL went on strike, That was the only mm-hmm. time it's ever gone down before uh, it went down this year. That changes everything dramatically. Um, and it'll probably go back up next year as soon as all the butts are in the seats yeah. again. Well,
1: now you get that. Plus, I think there was the TV deal, uh, right. A new extension there. I think there were some details flowing around the 17th but, game uh, as
0: well down yeah, the road. Yeah, yep.
1: So it's a massive extra There's money coming money. in here. There's, yeah, it, the outlook is uh, very lucrative for the NFL in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. So.
0: So it makes like, initially you look at bar taking years off of his deal and you're like, yeah, what's going on here? Like, does this guy not want to be here? Especially with the, the, the rumors floating around about the Hunter as well. Uh, but realistically, this is just the best financial decision for Anthony Barr. He believes he's going to play 16 mm-hmm. games at a high level this next season. He believes he's going to get a bigger payday somewhere, whether that's in Minnesota or somewhere else. Um, I, you know, that's a decision that can be made next year now, which is good. So really, overall, I think everyone wins here. Uh, that's and you know that's a good topic of to kind of start this whole thing off because that's a that is a weird one. How often do you see a guy restructure to take ultimately less money guaranteed, so less security, as opposed to you know the opportunity to you know, potentially push your earnings higher with significantly less sec- like for example, if Anthony Barr, God God forbid, knock on wood, whatever your thing is. Tears another ligament of some kind. Yeah. What happens next free agency? That's, I mean,
1: that's scary. Yeah, it is scary. And I think it's it's nice as a Vikings fan that, uh, you know, I, Barr's been great to watch. Been awesome to, to root for. Been a great player for this team and for Mike Zimmer's defense. But it's nice to, while, you know, he'll be probably gone next year, or at least uh, the, the likelihood right. is that he's going to be looking elsewhere, it's nice that he will clearly have some sort of extra motivation Uh, For 2021, you know, on top of already, he missed most of last year with the injury. And um, now he's got kind of forcing himself into a contract year. Uh, So he'll, he's definitely going to be, uh, have that extra chip on his shoulder, which is going to be nice to have, I think. And, you know, a little bit of something more to prove maybe, because for as much as we want to think that the money doesn't matter to these guys, it certainly does. Like these guys want to get paid. um, And it's a reputation thing as much as it is a financial security thing. These guys want the most money that they can get and so the best way obviously to do that is to play well and Barr has set himself up for you know essentially he's betting on himself in 2021 to make that splash and so um, that's you know kudos to him for kind of having that attitude I love that uh, for any player Vikings or Viking or not so uh, good, good, uh, you know, and a good move there for the Vikings, too. They free up, I think, like 3 million or just shy of 3 million cap spaces here. Right. So kind of inch by inch they're doing that, you know, with Reef and Rudolph and, uh, you know, the, the specialists, what they did there. So they have created, I think it's like 12 something million here as of right now with the tampering period open that um, they have the ability to go after some, you know, significant names out there that I guess we really didn't foresee the Vikings being in play for, you know, right. what? a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, we could definitely go over some of those names as well um, after we cover our own, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, own team here. Uh, but Shaquille Griffin's in that class. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, that name wasn't even on my radar. Um, could be fun. There's Anyways. a lot of
1: lot of that. Yeah, a lot of the rumors. You know, you see like your verified accounts and then your unverified accounts. You know, saying right. different things, and so you know you don't really know what to believe. But uh, that's the fun of the tampering. That's, the, that, that's that's March in the NFL, baby.
0: All right. So let's uh, let's keep moving here with money talks um, since I like where, where you were going there with Anthony Barr about, you know, he's giving himself the, the greatest opportunity to make the greatest amount of money. Uh, you know, players always talk about and I'm going to rip some TV or movie off here with this quote. I can't remember where it's from, but that the money doesn't actually matter. It's about keeping score. Right. And I think this is a matter that pertains specifically to Danielle Hunter. Um, you know, we could gloss over the other guy's. At a, in another point in time, but I think Daniel Hunter is really the focus of conversation here, whether he's not even, a you know, this doesn't even concern free agency, to be honest with you. It concerns what the Vikings might do in free agency, but Daniel Hunter is not nor a free agent to be or a free agent. So, uh, but there are rumors circulating around that he's not happy with his contract specifically. I've, I've seen people say that he doesn't like being in Minnesota or he doesn't like, you know, Andre Patterson or Mike Zimmer or someone. I'm not going to buy into that. Those rumors are around. You can find them if you search it on Twitter, Uh, but I'm not going to buy into that just yet. I'm going to go off of what we kind of know from Chad Graff specifically, which is an official report that's in a newspaper somewhere that I can definitely point to if someone tells me I'm wrong. Okay. So Daniel Hunter is apparently unhappy with his contract. And I think this is a matter of just, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money. He also signed his deal too early, which we called him out for that's on him. I think
1: we were, you know, we don't want to be critical of how, you know, superstar athletes handle their money and how age I mean, because we're, we're far from the experts in that realm. Uh, but it was interesting that he signed that deal and, and we knew right away, like this was going to be a bargain because he was clearly right. showing superstar potential already. He was a superstar at that point. Uh, but it was just a, a, a top, uh, it was a, it was it had to do with his recognition in the league and something that would build upon itself. And, you give himself, you give another year, and you probably get, you know, close to twenty mil a year with that deal. But settles for fourteen mil a year, and soon enough, he even skips out on a year uh, because of an. Well, not skips out. He has to sit out a year because of an right. injury, and he still sees himself as having the leverage to, you know, hold out potentially or um, ask for more money, redo his deal, whatever the case may be. Um, where he want, I mean, given how pass rushers are getting paid around him, right. I mean, he should be getting over 20 million dollars a season uh based on that but uh i mean we'll see how it plays out i you know if he it gets the point where he does request a trade there will be some serious uh you know assets to be sent back to minnesota
0: so like this is a defining moment here right like i just said he's not a free agent and he's under contract so like why are we talking about him when we're talking about free agency um it's really simple it's if he requests that trade in the same way to a you know much lesser extent to what happened with russell wilson in seattle where all of a sudden teams are calling about russell wilson that changes the direction of your franchise daniel hunter in minnesota is not even close to russell wilson in is to seattle but it's the, it's their prize possession right it's the blue yeah. chip of blue chips that the vikings own right now and i shouldn't say own but you know what i'm saying uh Daniil hunter is the guy that you know the vikings have he, he's the person you build around essentially Um, He's at a prime position, uh, one of the best in the league at his position. Um, He's a huge, he's a perfect scheme fit. He's developed internally. Uh, He's got all the qualities of, you know, a great pass rusher. And with the exception to the injury last year, he's almost always playing and playing at an extremely high level and with a high motor. So he's only getting better. Uh, He represents all of these things that you want in a franchise. And he's probably playing the second most valuable position on the field other than quarterback. I mean, you could argue, argue cornerback as well here, but uh, for the sake of argument, we'll say the second most important position. If the Vikings trade this guy, your free agency is different. Everything yeah. you do for the next three months is much different. If you trade him, you're entering full rebuild. There's no way around it. You can't, you, you're lying to your fans if you're saying that you're not trying to rebuild if you trade Daniil Hunter, whether he asks for it or not.
1: Right. And especially after, so like with the whole digs thing last year, like the Vikings still tried to kind of you know, show it to show the fans and show themselves. I think even talked themselves into not a full rebuild. Right. But um, that's a mistake they made last year, clearly with uh, the N'Gakoue deal, things like that. Um, you know, when your, your star player wants out and this isn't, I'm not saying Hunter wants out necessarily, but he wants more money. And if the Vikings are not able to, or are not willing to pay him what he wants, uh, there's going to be, I mean, you have to trade him at that point. You got to get something for him. you can't let the guy you know hold out and sit there and um not contribute anything to your football team um if you have the option not to so but i think the vikings could really get a big big payout back if they end up going that route i don't know there's still a lot to work out in the vikings now they have the cap space it's not like they can't really um work out something to pay him probably that 20 something mil a year uh depends just really how much he's going to ask for but it's uh you know I, I have no qualms with Hunter asking for more given how much some of his colleagues that are, I would say, kind of lower on the totem pole in terms of pass rushers are, are getting right now. Uh, but there, the other concern that I would have if I'm, you know, his agent or even himself is uh, he had to sit out a whole season because of a neck injury. And, you know, with neck injuries, it's, yeah it, those are, you know, there's not a clear cut answer as to how that player comes back. So that piece of leverage, I think you lose a little bit there with that injury. So we'll see how it plays. out. I, I don't have the slightest idea, but I would imagine the Vikings get some decent trade, uh, you know, assets back, you know, and kind of form that full rebuild if this were to come to fruition.
0: So here's my thing with the Daniel Hunter, my issue, if you will, I, again, I'm all for players trying to make the most money possible. I can say that pretty much every episode that we do here. Um, but it, the way that you go about it, I think, is important for your legacy. Uh, it's important for how fans view you, how the national media critiques you, etc. Like, there's a, there's a significant difference between the way that Larry Fitzgerald has gotten raises over the years as opposed to Jalen Ramsey, right? The route is just different, right? The way that you fight to get your money is different. Um, so what Daniel Hunter did early in his career is he took security over – you know, basically the reverse of what Anthony Barr is doing right now. He took a, a deal early in his contract um, where he was treated as a top 15-ish player. You know, a ton of financial security. Uh, but then you get a couple of years into it and you're like, wait, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Well, the, the reason why the Vikings wanted to do that is because they knew that. They looked two years at their progression. They looked at their coaching staff. They looked at development, you know, timetables. And they expected to get a higher return on the field than they were going to be paying for the player. So the Vikings did this. His agent had to have known this. Daniel, as an athlete, I hope knew this—that he was going to be better in a couple of years. Um, so there's that. That kind of annoys me, just as a fan, um, as an adult, I guess. It's like you, you made a decision for security. Now you want more money and security. Like, here's your cake. I guess you're going to have to eat it too. Like it's 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 annoying, okay? So that's my that's my one gripe. Um, as far as everything else goes here, his timing could not be worse, could it? I mean, like you said, coming off a neck injury, that's big. I mean, Peyton Manning barely got back from that and, you know, quickly declined after it. I mean, we've seen neck injuries stunt even the, you know, Peyton and Manning is a great athlete in his own right, but we've seen, you know, superior physiques be stunted by neck injuries plenty of times cam chancellor might be a great example of this you know plenty of other players as well i've had you know issues coming back from this especially at a position where you need to tackle right uh, so there's that and then there's also the fact that like like dude play the market like you've got a couple years left in your deal here like wait till next year to do this song and dance right like i don't understand why now like are you looking at aaron donald and being like oh wow he's making 20 million a year i want that it's like I want that for you too and you might deserve that type of money. I wholeheartedly believe that he's in the same league, the same stratosphere whatever you will with TJ Watt, etc. in terms of you know pass rushing potency if you will. He's that type of player. So, should he ask for this money? Yeah. But like, dude, like you know the market's down right now. Like you know that we're like trying to just you know, teams are scraping together the most ridiculous deals of all time. I'm looking at the Taysom Hill deal, like just to find a, like an extra penny so they can remain competitive. Like, if you yeah. want the Vikings I mean, to get the Saints next are a one
1: off, but it's. It, you see that my makes, point? Like, people, yeah, teams the, are the doing weird dead. stuff.
0: Teams are doing yeah. weird stuff to get under the cap. And this dude's asking for more money when the Vikings just cleared 12 by moving mountains. He's probably asking for what? 10, 8 million of that 12? So basically, yeah. the. No free agent class, excuse me. You get your draft class and you get an, a Danielle Hunter raise. That's what you could do this offseason if Hunter De- 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 Hunter's demanding this. Like the timing just could not be worse. It's just, it's right. It's annoying.
1: So, in that way, he's in that way, like he's he in a way has leverage, like in a sense that like Vikings don't have the you know the the this the, the timing kind of crunches the Vikings a little bit now because, yeah. Uh, there are teams out there that have cap space, um, and if it is truly about the money, only about the money, which it is for a lot of athletes, and I'm not going to blame Danilo for being, you know, in that uh, category. But there are teams out there, um, you know, that have the cap space there that would probably take a chance on somebody with the neck injury history and uh, on a premier pass rusher defensive end um, at 21-ish. 24. I don't know how much it would actually be per year, though. So it's. Um, I, I mean, it would suck to to lose a guy like that because at that point, like you, we've already talked about, you have to go full rebuild at that point, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a tough thing to do when your quarterback's going to have a cap hit of 45 million dollars in 2022. But um, there's, uh, uh, yeah, that's and that's something I think the Vikings should address like immediately before even. I mean, the timing sucks too already because. You know, you got to plan your free agency, and that's how things got thrown haywire last year. You know, with the right. digs thing, you got to figure that out first, and then attack free agency the way, right? Exactly. Um, you know, the way you want to, based on which superstars you have, which blue chip players you can build around, and if you're going to plan for free agency, you know, maybe maybe their plan was to go get a pass rusher complement Hunter on the other side. Do you even that's, do that now? That's a rumor. If Hunter yep. wants out, so there's you got to address this first. Uh, and you got to do it quickly. So, and maybe by the time people are listening to this, it's already been dealt with. I don't know. But uh, so that's two, something I would do first.
0: There are two ways that you can do this, right? There's two options. And there's the simple, like the simple one is obviously get rid of them or keep them. Those are your two you know, overarching categories. But the two ways that I see is basically you trim, you do the Anthony Barr thing with Daniil Hunter. You trim off, just get rid of the deal, throw the whole, void the entire thing and just give him a 1 year 19 million dollar deal or something like that. That way, you save yourself cap space and then you set him up for the opportunity to prove that he's healthy. You're already making a it's already, you're already getting a raise. I'm giving you opportunity to get a raise and then next year prove you're healthy, prove you're the same player, prove that you're on the same trajectory and I'm going then I'll give you a 5 year 100 and whatever million dollar deal. It's an opportunity there. So there's there's one route, right? Uh, I think the Vikings could financially swing that. Um I think that they have the innovation and kind of creativity on, on their staff with Rob Brzezinski to make something happen there. But I think that's the best route for Daniel Hunter. If it's about dollars and cents and keeping score, uh, take, a, take a take a raise this year and then get a bigger one next year. That's, to me, is probably the best opportunity for him. Uh, for the Vikings, and you know, for those of I, I'm I'm kind of like dipping my toes in the rebuild. Like I kind of want it, but at the same time, like I want to compete. So like I'm, you know what you know I'm yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, in fan mode, right?
1: Jumping into jumping in and and uh, endorsing a full rebuild is is not an easy thing for fans to do, especially the Vikings, who their ownership, their coaching staff, every single year it's about being relevant more right. so than the proper right process of building a contender. It's all about being relevant, which is again. That all is about Kirk Cousins and how they've done that. But I get it because I'm kind of in that boat too.
0: So what do you need then? Because the other route being, of course, the Vikings are going to outright release this guy. They'll let him sit on, on his couch at home until they get an offer, right? If he, if it's truly that's what it's about, that he's going to sit out, uh, they will, they're will. they going to trade him. Um, what do they get? Uh, really hard to determine a market for this type of player. It I is. Mean, we, we know what you can get for Yannick Ngakwe. It's a second and a fourth conditional third mm-hmm. right um, similar passer or pass rusher I should say in terms of like younger player um, not too much mileage good track record uh, potential to improve giving the right system coaching etc um, so we have that but you have to think that Hunter is l- probably like levels above Yannick yeah. Ngakwe in terms of trade he will Ngakwe.
1: certainly command more than Ngakwe in so it would be
0: like a first rounder and then something like maybe a player yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, something along those lines, um, and that's the interesting part, is we don't really know what the trade market would would be here for Daniel Hunter. Uh, it could be... It would set a
0: new precedent, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, it, it's like, again, with, with the neck thing, and the fact that the cap is limited this year, and there's just like, I think right. the Vikings well, would variables. be at a disadvantage there in that sense, too, with the trade market, so it's it is the timing sucks. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it does suck in a way for both sides uh, to get what they want out of this. So um, I, just I don't think,
0: yeah, I'm with, you. I don't I've... know.
1: I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm not, I, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. Um, After what ha- kind of happened with Diggs, how that all played out. Um, not that Hunter and Diggs are the same. I think there was certainly different ways to go right. about it. And they, well, they both went different ways about it, um, kind yeah. of explaining that they want more money. Or, and they didn't really want the same things either. Diggs wanted out of town, Hunter wants more money and that's not the same thing. So, but interesting. That's certainly the one to keep an eye on because again, like you said, Hunter is probably the most valuable Viking, not at quarterback for sure. So he is um, your, he is your
0: queen piece on your chessboard, right? Yeah. If where he moves is where everyone else is moving right with, right? Um, and it's it makes it difficult even from our perspective because it's like why are we even discussing some of this stuff if this player moves right like it literally like if Hunter's gone and let's say you get a first a fourth and uh, you know throwaway defensive end uh, a guy that you know just basically replaces him on the field something like that right what what do you what do you actually have at this point. Right, like you don't know what you have in you know, the nose tackle that well, we're you, all very excited about. You have a team that
1: right. needs to rebuild, and at that point, then you trade Harrison Smith, and you, I mean, you, you, you rebuild, rebuild at that point. And that's
0: think. another thing we haven't even mentioned is that they're currently trying to restructure slash extend Harrison Smith in order to free up more cap space by transitioning, you know, assigning bonus over to excuse me, cap money to a signing bonus and moving years onto it and then (laughs) spreading the playments out. I I don't know anything (laughs) about this stuff, but that's what's what's happening. So it's like all of a sudden, like Harrison Smith's talks now hinge on Daniil Hunter's not even request because we haven't seen anything other than just sources. There's no been – and Daniil Hunter liking tweets. Like that's not a formal trade request. Although it might be in today's society, I don't know. But my point being here is that like everything you do hinges on that. one move.
1: It's like the Vikings should not, like should be completely altering or have another plan ready in the event that, you know, like for plan a, you know, keep Hunter on on this team, right. Plan B, you know, Hunter's gone, trade him. We start over. Like there should be that. And they, I'm hoping the Vikings front office is thinking that right now, because I think you go two separate ways completely here. Um, you know, if, you know, hinging on what Hunter ends up doing if he's on your football team or not.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we've covered Anthony Barr. We've covered Daniel Hunter. We've basically covered Harrison Smith so we can pass over that one. Uh, with the time remaining, um, I'm not going to spend any more time on the specialist. Dan Bailey, we knew that, that he needed to be gone, right? That was, yeah. that was, but that's also setting us up for my favorite moment in the Vikings drafting a kicker in the fifth round. So we'll talk about that when we get there. All right. So the last couple pieces that we have are, Anthony Harris rumors circulating that he's probably just about gone. Like that, it's yeah. I'm kind of waiting for that update right now, to be honest with you, as we do this show. Um, and we've got Kyle Rudolph uh, officially gone. Herb uh, Smith moves into the prominent role. We've kind of already discussed that as well. Um, and then just a bunch of rumors and just ideas that are circulating yeah. around. So where do you want to go from here?
1: Um, I we can do a, well. The Kyle Rudolph thing, I just want to say, like, you know, dude is. a Pros, pro. Like I know he'd be. That's sort of the cliche. Like, um, you know, oh, he was great for the community. Blah blah blah. But like, I don't. Know, the, the the Players Tribune letter was a nice touch to me, right? Um, to the great. fans that you know, uh, for as, you know, reckless and as perhaps frustrating as it was for a lot of Vikings fans down the stretch, that you know, he, he, a he wasn't used very much, and B, um, it seemed like the contract maybe um, was over. You know, was not quite equaling the value of what he was throwing on the field. A lot of that again is usage, but uh, the guy was was awesome to have in and around the community of Minnesota and Minneapolis uh, for 10 years. And it sounds like based on what he was saying in the letter, he'll be back around once he's, you know, if he's not playing football for another team. So that's, that's cool to see. So uh, that's all I wanted to say on Rudolph. And I think Irv Smith is also poised for a breakout year next year uh, with that said, so uh, yeah, it, that's all I had. Otherwise, um, uh, some of these free agency names are, are intriguing to look at here.
0: So I'm definitely, I'll co-sign everything you said about Kyle Rudolph, everything that he did at the children's hospital and stuff. Super nice guy. Um, never was a big leaguer. Like think he wasn't that type of athlete, you know, that would like, he, if you, if you went up to him and said, Hey Kyle, can I get an interview? Like if he had time, he would give you an interview. He was a nice guy. It didn't matter who you were, um, where you represent, whatever. Um, So, yeah, that sucks to see him go just on a personal level. I mean, 10 years is a long time. I mean, he's basically attached to my young adulthood, right? Um, And he's now gone and moving on. I think it's best for both sides. But we've we've discussed all of that. I mean, I hope he signs a huge deal somewhere and he's an effective, you know, presence as a receiver once again and someone's not tying him down to just blocking all the time because I still think that he has at least a couple years left in that regard. So – that being said, let's talk about some of these rumors because where the Vikings are going, yes, yes, it does hinge on Daniel Hunter and the amount of money you spend places does matter um, whether he's on the roster or not. But let's just assume that he is on the roster. Let's assume, you know, be optimistic in a really in a pessimistic world. Um, some of these names out here are super interesting. I mentioned Shaquille Griffin earlier. There's also been William Jackson reported that the Vikings are interested. I don't think they even have anywhere close to the cash to be you know, truly interested in that conversation. But the fact that his name's being floated is one thing. You've got Joe Tooney, who I know that everyone in the Twitter will literally break in Minnesota if the Vikings are able to sign him. But, again, didn't seem realistic. We had a whole conversation he's, uh, about
1: he's, that. He's out to Kansas City, 5 for oh, 80 mil. Is
0: that official? Okay. So yep. he's officially off the board. The Vikings were, quote, in talks um, to try to get Joe Tooney. That's not going to happen. We kind of figured that was going to be the case. Um, I've seen Gino Atkins, name thrown around, which is cool because he's the three technique when Mike Zimmer yeah. was in Cincinnati. Lawson. I've seen Shaq Lawson. Yeah. I mean, there's been a, there's been a ton of different names, uh, thrown around both on you know, like the grand scale and kind of the lower, like, you know, kind of quiet moves. Right. So here's my question. This is how we're going to cover this. Who is your favorite rumor that you've seen on a grand scale. So think like a top price, top shelf, free agent, a guy that the Vikings have to shell, 67% or so of their remaining salary cap space too. And then also one kind of mediocre, moderate signing that you think has the potential to improve the roster uh, kind of greater than the value, I call it a value pick, right? Give me one of each.
1: Uh, I'll go Shaq Griffin. Uh, I think he'd be a really, really good addition to the Vikings defense. And I think it's, I think it's needed too at quarterback. Uh, you know, there's, it's a lot of youth right now. And I think we saw growth, but with it growing pains, uh, last year and there is again so much youth there Griffin and not that Griffin's an old an old man by any means but uh, a little bit more experience there and some uh, kind of you know the um, something you know that Mike Zimmer can work with and kind of build off of and coach up a little bit uh, and so just something for you know the dancelers and the, the uh, Jeff Gladney uh, those guys to kind of work around, especially with the injuries last year, it was just brutal. So, I'm in on Griffin if they're able to get him something, something reasonable. So, uh, and then after that, like, I I don't really have any other in terms of the offensive line, right? Like, I'll, I'll say this: you sign free agents for need, you draft for value, um, and so basically, you know, don't overpay in free agency, but get guys that are cheap at those positions that you need and just kind of get a serviceable uh, guard, get a serviceable pass rusher or two in there for depth at the very least. Um, So that's, that's all I really have. I like Griffin a lot. Lawson, if they can get him would be sort of my number two choice. Uh, to get as a sort of a big name free agent but don't overspend on a guard i'm kind of glad they didn't get too out of that uh for what five or five for 80 like that's not i'm not okay with that i think the chiefs are gonna regret that one but uh yeah i just that's all i have just play it by position get the guy that you want to get at you know one of those top guys if it's if your top guys griffin if you got top guys lawson after that and spielman's been awesome about this getting guys that aren't quite top tier but you know, address the need and provide the service that you expect them to at that spot. He's been great about that. Continue to do that. I guess it's, it's my only thought. Otherwise, I mean, this, this whole different it's the free agency period is different than it has been. So I don't really have anything. I don't even know what they could even do after that.
0: So I think I'm with you. I think Shaq Griffin is the top guy here. Like if you're going to shell out cash, that's the guy to do it with. I think he fits your system. I think he looks, he literally looks just like Xavier Rhodes. Right. Like in terms of physique, in terms of kind of his talent, his ability, um, I think he fits super well. So that would be mine as well. Uh, Carl, it's Carl Lawson, not Jack Lawson. That's what I said. I said
1: before. Jack Griffin and Carl Lawson. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So uh, Carl Lawson, also a nice player. Um, I am going to take the value option here, though. If I have if you've seen these reports about Trey Hendrickson, the kind of uh,
1: see, I don't like he's interesting. I think I think he's going to get a lot of money. I think he's gonna get a lot of money. Like I think like, he
0: might too, because there's a bidding war, and I think all f- four or five of the teams, the Saints being one and the Jets being the other heavily favored one, um, I think that they all thought they were gonna get him for a bargain, and now everyone wants him, and all of a sudden, I think he's becoming, I think
1: he's gonna get a lot of money. Like he's gonna get, you know, he's gonna get mid-teens million a year. I think like it's gonna be a lot. I think.
0: Okay, so assuming that we can keep it low here, I really like that pickup. I think that he fits super nicely in just like a pass rusher kind of like hybrid. Move this guy around and do all kinds of crazy stuff with. Yeah. Oh, He's I like, love the
1: idea. I just don't right. think. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating what his value will be, but I just think. I think teams are, they see a lot of untapped potential there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other one for me was Keelan Cole, who I mentioned before, comes from Jacksonville. You got the connection um there with mccardell uh, Mm, and also a nice wide receiver three i mean i think he's shown wide receiver two potential Uh, it fits super nicely in that mold with you know adam Thielen. kind of uh if adam Thielen theoretically is kind of regressing to the Keelan cole's in in theory getting better uh that's a nice trio of receivers to kind of to to move around and gives you more flexibility when you go to make a draft pick this year too uh so those are some names that I'm watching. I think Austin Blythe is the other one that people have thrown around uh, a guard, much cheaper guard than Joe Tooney. Still going to cost you a pretty penny, but much cheaper. And, of course, with um, what the Vikings have done with Riley Reeve, you don't really have a choice. you got to sign someone. <laughs> you, I mean, unless you want to start, you know, Brian O'Neill at right tackle, keep him being really the only fortifying piece there, you know, Ezra Cleveland having a new position. Uh, and then I guess you have the center as well that's been there for – two years uh, and then have two rookie guards. Like, I don't, I don't think that works out. So you got to sign someone. I think Austin Blythe is a good name to keep an eye on as well as things continue to develop here. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we stand right now. Uh, the fight, Vi- I think we covered just about everything the Vikings have done over the last 10, 10 days or so mm-hmm. here. Uh, is there anything that we're missing? Is that I forget uh, to touch on something that I'm going to regret later?
1: Uh, I mean, not really, because like I mean, all of your big name offensive line or interior offensive line that you you would hope the Vikings maybe go after are really kind of off the board already. You know, you talk about you know Tooney, Lindsley, Zeitler. Line is, I guess, I Vikings would not really want him back, but he's he's picked up already. Cam Irving's picked up already, so uh, it's it's getting to the point now where you almost have to just kind of roll with whoever you can get in at a three to five million dollar deal or something like that. But um, otherwise, again do not overpay for somebody um, is what I would yeah. encourage the Vikings to do. And, and number one handle Daniel Hunter uh, do that first, before you kind of figure out what the rest of your, um, you know, your offseason plan is going to be.
0: So we'll finish with this then uh, fun question. Kyle Rudolph, like we said, he's gone. Uh, he's going to try to sign somewhere else. Um, I think he's probably going to get a nice deal. Uh, where do you want, where do you think, where do you want, where do you think makes the best fit for Kyle Rudolph um, on his next team? Where would you like to see him land?
1: That's an interesting one. Um, I Johnny want Smith him... just went to
0: New England, so we unfortunately both of us can't use the the Patriots in this situation.
1: Right. Um, I like I want him to go to a winner as much as possible. Um, and with that said, like I think Kansas City would be fun. Um, I don't know how much money you can make there, but um, that or I don't want to say Tampa Bay because uh, they probably have too many tight ends already, right. but. Uh, somewhere where he can win, I think he deserves a Super Bowl. Uh, so somewhere where you know he will have the chance to contend. I mean, Seattle obviously jumps to mind. That's what I thought too with the Seattle. connection with the Vikings in Seattle always. And they need a tight that, end too. Uh, and they do, they and could they could use, use a tight end. So uh, that's another one as well. But there's, you know, I just don't want him to go to some, you know, New York Jets or somebody like that. That's going to go four and twelve, and he's going right. to catch three touchdowns. You know, I'd like him to be involved in, in a part of a winning team.
0: What about like the Chargers who just got who were let go of Hunter Henry? I mm. Herbert's going to need something and I think they're on their up and up. I don't think that they're a Super Bowl contender for another 2-3 years, but with the right direction, I mean, he could be a found you he could, he could yeah. be
1: nice... And we don't know what he wants either. I right. mean, it's possible that he just wants to be I'm thinking about what I
0: want for Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. And what I want is like a 4-year, $20 million deal with Los Angeles. Yeah, I Chargers. want
1: like you know, a two year deal on a contender where he doesn't or have to be the number one tight end Um where, yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. But I, I want him to win a, a title. I'd like, I, it'd be cool to cheer for him in, you know, a, a deep playoff game yep. uh, somewhere. So that's kind of what I want selfishly. But again, maybe him he wants Travis to go. Kelsey would
0: be nice too. Right. Maybe, maybe
1: he wants to fill some stats, uh, you know, next yeah, year or the year after. So maybe that's what he's looking forward to. Uh, I guess we'll find out.
0: Absolutely. All right. So that wraps up our show today with kind of the madness as it emerges with uh, open tampering beginning on in free agency this Monday afternoon. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss further developments. I hope uh, and I think a lot of the things that we discussed today, uh, the questions that we posed and kind of the answers that we need uh, will be answered in the next by the next time we speak with you all. So uh, looking forward to watching all that develop. Thank you as always for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on itunes stitcher google play uh spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast you can also watch us on youtube if you prefer that method of podcasting uh make sure to check out the rest of the climbing the pocket team climbing is where to find that and i know that there's a couple live shows that are going on throughout the week um the rest of the guys here are doing a great job of providing you know a space for everyone to get in on the conversation so make sure you're joining in on that stuff but uh with that said Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, It's been fun, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week to discuss this further.